You're listening to Episode 4, Part 3 of the Kimberly Shiro Series with Natasha Short and Auntie Daisy Howard. So just recently, um, see, a lot, of the, a lot of the Kimberley region is native title determined now, Auntie Daisy. Yeah. And uh, most of it, actually. And a few years ago, the Jaru native title determination went through, and, but now there's a few little smaller um, claims uh. of, of which we're sitting on one. Me and you are on the Kunji Albara native title, and that's, that's likely to be determined very soon. Well, how, do, how do you feel about that? What's your, why is that important for you? Well, country is important to me. Yeah. You know, and I want to learn more about Jaru. Yeah. Because I don't want my kids to lose their connection. You know, them like if yeah. I'm, when I'm gone, yes. I want to teach the kids more about Jaru. Yes. So they'll be able to stand up for themselves, you know. And know their, know their yeah. connection and, and place. Yeah. In that, and yeah. connect themselves with country and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't, just don't want to let go, you know. Yeah. Even though there's people telling us we're not from there. I had that experience. Yeah. And I just kept strong and I say, well, you know, I go by my elders. Yes. I don't go by just Tory from somebody. Yeah. I yeah. just listen to my elders because they would know. Oh, I was talking to mum about it and, um, you know, it. mum was saying, you know, our, our old people, because native title is a really complex thing sometimes and it's frustrating as well. Yeah. And sometimes disagreements come about. And I was talking with mum about it because we're so close to having our native title determined. And uh, she said, we have to go through and finish off what our old people told us. Yeah. Because our old people, they had no... Um, they had no reason to be dishonest because they had no interest no. in material possessions. Yeah. They had no interest in, in what wealth might have come out of yeah. that or what material possessions might have come out of that yeah. or anything like that. They had zero interest. Yeah. And so whatever they told you about their country and where those boundaries were, you can, you can be assured of that because they just spoke very, from a very pure heart about what they knew was their traditional grounds. Yeah. There was a full sincerity. And people knew where those boundaries were. People yeah. knew the stories and yeah. they knew where those boundaries were and they didn't overstep the mark of where they knew other yeah. people's countries were. Yeah. You know, and and I really agreed with mum that it's really important for the sake and the memory of our ancestors that yes. we speak up for country yeah. and we follow through what our old people and elders have told us. Yeah about what our country and where our country is because that's in their memory and in their honour. Yeah. yeah. You know, I look back for the old people. They didn't have anything, you know, other interest. They had country no was their interest. That's right. Country and culture, that was it. Yeah, and nothing else. Yeah. There was, there was nothing insincere or corrupt about, um, you know, the stories that they told about what was what. Yeah. And... Um, that's amazing. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, very important that we sort of carry on those, yeah. those stories and um, that history yeah. of what people have told us about Jaro country and, uh, you yeah. know. And, and then now, this next generation has that responsibility of taking that further and what to do with that land. Yeah. And how to utilize it and, you know make it better for the next generation as well. Like yeah. when I was talking to Annie Olive when I was doing my interview with her, you know, she just said, look, country, 
the people belong to the country and the country belong to the people you know it's 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 sort of like being that that um caretaker you don't really yeah, yeah. own country you can never own it yeah you know you are the custodians and and it's your responsibility to look after it and protect it and then you hand it on to the next generation yeah that's the relationship that Aboriginal people have with with land and country as opposed to other people who see it as an asset yeah. you know and they truly can own it and that's they give it to their their children and their children's yeah. children but for us as traditional owners um we are only the caretaker to give it to the next lot of traditional owners yeah. and whatever that group is whoever yeah. those people are into the future but it's it's close to being done and it's good it's good to be connected it's like you going back to caroline pool yeah and sleeping uh at your birthplace and that strong affinity and connection yeah that powerful link that people have with their place with their country yeah. it's very it's undeniable and hard to describe but a beautiful thing yeah it is it's a beautiful thing isn't it yeah that's right what is your words of encouragement for the next generation to me education definitely and just you know just keep have a good education look for a good job if no if you got good education you can get good jobs yes like i didn't have that chance to be educated properly yeah but what i did with my life i'm happy with it oh yeah but you know just say to young people don't look back look forward oh yeah and just keep going build something up for yourself yeah. you know because time these days are harder than what we were growing up in you think so well i reckon never mind you didn't have this and that but that was the thing you just couldn't yeah. have whatever you know yeah. but today you can have whatever yeah if you got good education and good You know what I mean? Like you can build something up for yourself. Yeah. So you know, that's right. So we 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 can't ever forget the past. We have to have we have to hold on to our history and and our memory of of what has transpired yeah. in the past. But you're right. We can look to the future. We want to remember the things of the past. But at the end of the day, we have got so much to look forward to in our yeah. future. Yeah. And so many opportunities, don't we? We have a, an enormous amount of things that we can put our hand to. And you your family have done that. Your family have done very well. They've been yeah. they've been to school. Well, they've been educated. They've done know, well. You know, yeah, I think like I'm proud of my family today, like my children, grandchildren, my little great grandniece and when they go big, I hope they're going to be same, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they were perfect. Mm-hmm. But when they left school or whatever you know they went look for jobs straight away yes i got most of nearly all my children working yes grandchildren all working yeah but it was sometimes the encouragement what i say to them just look for a job you know how it was hard for me struggling you know yeah so you can build a good life for yourself oh yeah you know then And you sacrificed a lot yeah. in yourself, didn't you, Annie Daisy? Okay. You sacrificed like in a way your life, yeah. you know, and you're being able to go and have a career and do this and do that. You you stayed at home and you looked after your children yeah. and you've let them. You've gave, you've given them that foundation yeah. Yeah. from which they needed to do those that they got what they needed out of it, like for example an education. Yeah. And they've gone on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just 
just from a stolen generation, you know, point of view, I'm looking at it. Like, we didn't have anything really, but I'm so proud of my, you know, I got doctors, you know, just you do helicopter pilots, you know, mechanics. We, we just owners. build up from all that, you know. Oh, yeah. From no background at all. Amazing. And I'm proud of them now, you know. Yeah, and you should be on it, Daisy. They've done so well. But yeah. you have to be proud of yourself too. Yeah. You know, you have to be proud of yourself that you have been so strong. Yeah. And even though you've come through so many adversities in life and so many yeah. challenges and yeah. you've had so many setbacks, yeah, you have stayed, stayed so strong in yourself. And all your children, all your grandchildren, great-grandchildren and your great-greatest now, yeah. they look to you... Uh, as a source of inspiration yeah and I know they're so proud of you you know yeah and um, you know we all love you and it's it's so wonderful to have a chat with you this morning about some of your life and some of your memories of the past and you still got time to go you still got things to do and things to achieve and people to meet and life is what you make it right I said I'll stop because I travel everywhere I've got friends what will say you know yeah. yeah, it's like not to say anything bad against me. It's just been you know, we have a bit of fun. Yeah. And where when I come back from somewhere and ready, someone will say, oh, "Where's your next trip?" <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be a next trip, you know. <laughs> but yeah, just keep going, you know. Oh yeah. And I don't mind people say that to me. Yeah. I said, yeah. Well, as long as my legs are there, strong enough. Oh, they are. And my mind is there. Yeah. I'm off. You know, that's it. Yeah. Um, do you do you? I know you used to love cricket. My God, still I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit on TV all day watch cricket. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love cricket. I love football. <laughs> oh my goodness! Still yeah. love it, eh? All these years later. Yeah. So those are your th- hobbies, eh? You you watch your sports. You play your um um. Not play. You watch your sports and you do your garden, yeah. and um, you visit your family. And I and I watch a lot of indigenous, you know, like Programs. communities. I like to yeah. check in all that. I watch them really. Yeah, they really close to my heart. What about crosswords? No, I never got to that. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I remember you one time doing crosswords. I was tired. Yeah, I was. T- Getting to that, but I don't know. Just that sitting down and thinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that might have been the reason why you're still yeah. sh- so and sharp at your age. Yeah. And when you know, like, I didn't have a car. Yes. Never drove one in my life. But so anyway. to this day, you have never driven a car. No. no. <laughs> really? You have you never know, driven a car. No. Well, I did drive a car, but not with license. <laughs> 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 in the old days, you know. Just yeah. playing around or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you've never but had never, a license. Never even thought of ever getting license or anything like that, you know. But I think because my my legs were strong. Yes. I used to walk that whole town nearly everywhere. In Broome? With my kids. Yeah. See, ha- look, I don't even know how you can have 11 kids and not have a car. I don't even know no. how that's possible. Walk. You <laughs> <laughs> just walk. Oh my! But come on, practicality is doing shopping and things like that. Yeah. Are you going to walk and do a food shop and come home? Walking. Well, in in when I had, like when I first came to 
room, there was, people didn't really have cars, not that many, you know? Yeah, okay. But we had big prams. Right. So we would put our kids in the pram, we'd walk right up Chinatown. Wow. And you find another Mother's Day would pram, like, you rumors, but it was really friendly, and it was like, yep. everyone sort of knew each other. Yep. But it was like that, do our shopping, pack it up in the pram and walk back. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you don't think nothing about it because you had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. So you just do what nothing. you have to do. Well, but that's right. For our generation now, we wouldn't be without a car. Yeah. We wouldn't. We we just wouldn't do that. No. Well, you know, no one compared themselves to somebody else. Like it was just themselves. Yeah. Thing, and no one said, like you'd meet up with other mothers there. You just talk to them like nothing happened. They, they don't say anything about that, and we don't, you know. Yeah. We just. Get on with it, because that's how life was at that time. Yeah. Amazing. And we had, when I first went to Broome, we had no home. Yeah. And we stayed with families. Yeah. It's very hard in a way. Yeah. Now, we even stayed up the hill. What's up the hill? Where that mangrove motel is. Okay, th- okay there were houses yeah. up in that, that area where that... Just man- in a little place with other families, you know. But we didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So, and just one day I was sitting there. Yeah. And the person that bring my mail, you know, he was so excited. He said to me, jump in the car, I think you got a house, you know. Wow. There's a letter here for you. That you've been given so a house. So when I opened the letter, sure enough. Wow. That we should get up, go to the courthouse, you know. Yes. And he said, jump in the car and I'll take you. I think he was excited as for us too, you know. Yes. We had three kids, no home, you know. And so sure enough, when I went there, he, the clerk of course told me, yeah, you got a house? Yeah. On Forest Street. Yeah. There's three houses there, but one is taken. Yes. Oh, across the road, one is taken, and these two are vacant, you know, waiting. Yeah. So I went straight there and I picked the house there. Yeah. That one. You picked the house that you wanted? Yeah. No furniture at all. Nothing. And Not it was like what, a three bedroom? Three. Yeah. But just how I, I put it out, I just put like girls in one room, boys in one room, like we're still living like that and I'm thinking of my own childhood, you know? Yeah. Wow. Like that, yeah. Because would, would all of your 11 children at some point have lived in that house? Yeah. Uh, in a three-bedroom, yeah. you had 11 children. I had bunks, you know. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. But someone is helping us in some way. Yeah. That, yeah. I sort of didn't see it hard, you know. You didn't see it hard? But we didn't have any furnitures. Yeah. Then one of my sons went and, well, after school he'd go and work with father. Father started up a little second-hand furniture shop. Yeah, yeah. And then he worked with father, you know, helping him think. Yeah. And then that's how I knew I bought beds of them, you know. Yeah. Very cheap beds. This priest was just doing it that help pe- to help people, you know. Yeah. So I got all my best good beds and everything for first time, all second hand. Wow. It was. And then this one lady was leaving town. She's going to Darwin. She came to us and she said, I had furniture in the house. You mom can look after it for me. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that. She had everything. Her daughter used to live not far from me, a couple of doors away, and she just 
Well, so I rang her daughter and said, oh, tell them they can have the furniture. So she came over and she said to me, Mom said, everything is yours. Just have everything. So you, you would have seen the generosity of, of probably people along the way, hey? Huh? When you're a mother of 11 kids, you, you will see the community spirit. You'll see people becoming generous. Yeah. And giving you and maybe helping you along the way, like that lady now with the furniture? Well, like that now. You know, they, they, that's how we got our first property furniture, like with fridge and things like, you know. Yes. We didn't really have that. But when we moved into that house, we'd make table out of boxes. Yes. And I remember my eldest daughter used to say, I'm not last to sit on a box anyway, you know, but it's like really <laughs> happy, you know. <laughs> we had no chairs, so we put boxes. You know, those days uh, we used to have apple and oranges come in proper boxes, you know? Yeah. Not cardboard. Yeah, like a proper wooden yeah, box. Wooden. And so that became so your table? So those things came, came to, our, to be our table, our chairs, wow. and made a table out of them. Wow. Yeah. I wish I could keep some of them things, you know? Yeah. But my daughter used to always say, at least we're not last, you know? Like she, she thought it was great, you know? Yes. But that was life. We had to make something out of Absolutely. nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. The thing that I always remember about, because you talked about you live on Forest Street. Yeah. And and not not too far away from you, only a few minute walk, is the Fong store. Yeah. And that's been there for a very long time as well, hasn't it? Yes. Um, but it's always amazed me. And I've told this story to other people because, see, I'm very passionate in my work, I do a lot of work in social change and um, I, I believe in economic empowerment for Aboriginal people. And one of the economic empowerments that I see for Aboriginal people is to help them to get into home ownership. Yeah. Now, you lived in that house on Forest Street. Yeah. You lived in that house as a, as a renter for 50 years, the exact same house. Yeah. For 50 years to the point where it was now old, so old they demolished it built a brand new house on that same plot of land and moved you back in there as yeah. a renter. So you, for your entire life, you're 85 years of age, still to this day, you rent that property from the Department of Housing. Yeah. And I tell that story to other people who I'm trying to help to get into home ownership because I really believe that's a, like a bit of a chief cornerstone of wealth creation is home ownership. It's amazing to me that there you are. But we talked earlier, too, about the fact that you had an emotional tie yeah. to that place. You've had tragedies happen there. You've lost children. Yeah. You've lost family at that house. But where some people would be like, well, I need to get away from here because there's some me- bad memories here. Yeah. For you, you want to stay there and you want to be connected because you've raised all of your children in that yeah. house, in, uh, on that that house doesn't exist anymore but that plot of land that yeah. same mango tree is still there did you plant that mango tree no they cut all the mango trees off now oh, but i still down. got the blackberry you know in the front there that big one yeah <coughs> when i was up they moved me for a little while to near cable beach school yeah but to me i think they really wanted me to stay there yes i could see how they were you know yes and then i said this one day they came home and to that house and asked me if they can cut the tree. Yes. And I said, no. Yeah. Uh, that tree means a lot to us, you know. Yeah. Because I think they wanted me to move, like not go back there. Yes. 
again, and they would have been deciding for you what they thought was best for you. Yeah. And then my thing was to go back there. My heart was just really strong. Yes. And when they, that, he came and asked me, then I said, I'm going back to Forest Street. Yes. I'm not going to live here. I don't want to live here, I said. Yep. I feel Forest Street is more, you know. Yeah, that's your home. Yeah. So anyway, so they said, well, we can't cut the tree. Yep. We'll have to bring the house forward, you know. Yes. I said, that's fine. Yes. As long as the tree is still there. Wow, I'm so glad they asked you if they could cut yeah. the tree down or not because yeah. what if they had just cut the tree down? It would, that's my son Greg's tree. Yes. And that's from Beagle Bay, that tree. Wow. You know, his godmother brought it in for him. Yeah, and, and he, we, and know, he planted was, that tree. Yeah. Well, we had no nurseries and things like that and we just went out looking for better cuttings from people to, yes. you know, otherwise there was nothing. But that tree we planted right in the front there. It's yeah. such a big, it's a blessing to me, that tree. I love it. Because it's so shady. Oh, if anyone's going to try and cut, cut it, I think <laughs> it'll break my heart, I think. That's when I want to leave Forest Street then. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's, I always tell kids, there's a really storytelling tree, you know. Yes. How many times we should sit under this tree and tell stories? Oh, yeah. So I look at this tree as a storytelling but they were children, our neighbors' children would come and play and climb up there, fall down and things like that, you know? Yes. If this tree could talk. Oh, tell you a few come stories. Up with a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> but I just tell the kids, you know, and they know that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so I said, no, it means a lot, that tree. I said, yeah, I don't know what'll happen when I'm not here. Yeah, most probably will, you know cut it or whatever. I wonder, Annie Daisy, if you should maybe go and approach the uh, Department of Housing to maybe buy that house. Uh, to go and buy, buy that house and see, you know, if you can keep it in your family, you know? I stole in generation to <laughs> fix up or buy it. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. But Wouldn't that be good, hey? It always will be my home. I feel it's my home even though I don't own it. Yes, know? yes. But it's home. All your memories, eh? Yeah. Has yeah. life gone very quickly for you, Annie Daisy? Huh? Has life gone very quickly? Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you... I don't know how I keep strong, but I just, you know, it's something that just happened to me. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm not making, doing anything to, you know, I'm not well person to myself. Diabetic and everything. Yes. Know? But somehow, yeah. I don't know. Here you are. Yeah. You know, so... Just taking each day as it comes, eh? That's it. Yeah. Every day is a new day. That's Every it. day is a gift. Yeah. And, and we know ourselves that one day we, might, we mightn't be here, you know? We don't think. Yeah. I don't plan, or I do plan things, but, you know, I say, well, whether I'm here or not, you know? It's like yeah. I'm planning this trip to go out there now to Albany. Yeah. Down the track, you know, just with my free airfare. Yeah. So, as a pensioner, you get a free airfare. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're strong enough, and you're well enough. You can do whatever you yeah. want to do, really. Yeah. But only thing, if you go to Albany, you better pack some very co- nice big jumpers because it's freezing down there. I know, freezing. <laughs> I, I just no, I went there last time to Albany. Yeah, and I just never stopped wearing the big jacket, Margaret. 
my daughter-in-law, you know. Yes, to, yes. Her jacket, I couldn't take it off. It was that cold, and we oh. went down places and And it's so freezing. windy. It's so windy. Yeah, windy place, that's true. Oh, I, I did like to visit there, but I, I, I can't live there. It's a nice really place, there. but... It doesn't be the Kimberley. Yeah. No, not that I'm going to go for long. I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell them I can't handle this cold. You know that. <laughs> and yeah. just say I'm a Kimberley girl. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even stand aircon sometimes. You know. Well, all the true, time. True. True. Yeah. Just sleep yeah. with the fan on, eh? Yeah, I sleep with fan at home. That's it. I got aircon in my house in room, but I don't use it. Yeah. Only if people come, you know. Yes. In the room, they they use them, but yes. No, no, not myself. You. Not you. Yeah. I'm still a bush girl at still heart. Still a bush girl at heart. <laughs> still a Kimberley girl. Yeah. Well, you are an inspiration, Oni Daisy, and we do love you very much, and thank you very much for yeah. sharing a little bit of your life story with me today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for giving me the chance to do it. Yeah, it's been really you good. Know. Yeah. And God bless you. Yeah, you too. And all the best, eh? Yeah. Yeah, love you. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Stay connected with us by following Kimberly Jiggers on all social media platforms, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share the podcast with your family and friends.